God changes your life, changes your thoughts, changes your desires, and changes your interests, and it comes out of God's Word. It's really learning to know God out of His Word. You're listening to the Faith Matters Podcast with Steve McKinley. Greetings to you, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope this finds you well and that you've had a blessed week. You know, we're coming up to Sunday, which is the Lord's Day. Consider how you might worship the Lord on the Lord's Day. It's a special day during the week to set aside for that purpose. Well, today on the podcast, we want to consider a topic that I don't think gets enough attention, and maybe that's because it's a difficult topic to talk about, and uh, it's a sad topic, and that's the topic of loneliness. All of us experience loneliness from time to time when we're just alone or when we're feeling neglected or isolated, but there are people among us who feel truly and utterly alone, and it affects them daily, and they live with this reality of being alone. And I can't quite express this because I am not alone in this way. I have a wife and six children. We have a pretty busy household, and, uh, you know, I've, of course, experienced loneliness here and there, but I've never truly felt utterly alone. So to help us understand this, my wife Brandy and I have reached out to a mutual friend who does feel alone and lives with loneliness and asked her to provide a statement for use here on the podcast, and she's graciously done that. And I want to thank her for giving of herself and in some ways putting herself out there. I'm not going to mention her name, but we want to say thank you, and I hope as I read her statement here, that it can help you understand loneliness, and maybe there are other lonely people watching, and you can identify with this. By the way, if you know lonely people, please share this podcast with them. It may be of help. I I hope it is. It's my hope and prayer that talking about this will help. Here's what our friend says. First of all, she started experiencing loneliness after experiencing a traumatic event in her life that left her with anxiety and really debilitating depression. And then this loneliness followed. And here's what she says, loneliness during this depression has knocked me for six. When I have a bout of loneliness, I get my medicine from all the wonderful people in my life. Being in their company lifts my spirits. With COVID-19, I can't be around my loved ones, the people that pull me out of the bottomless pit when I fall back into it. In my daily work, even though I'm surrounded by colleagues and clients, I still feel very lonely. They all have families and don't live alone like I do. I wish I had someone to share my life with, someone special who would love me the way I deserve to be loved. I'm bursting with love. Isn't it only human to want to love and be loved? Absolutely it is. She says, Some people who have busy households would love to be shopping for one and cooking for one, like I do, but my goodness, I would swap any day. It may sound silly, but being alone in the house is tough. 
always having to do everything myself, no one to even hand me a cup of tea or to talk to, going to bed alone, waking up alone, coming home to an empty house. Today at work, I just burst into tears. I felt so lonely. My coworkers were great, most of them anyway. Yesterday and this evening, I came home from work and I'm watching the clock until it's 9.30 so I can take my sleeping pills and be knocked out of the pain. During the night, if I'm awake, things seem magnified. I pray to the Lord to send someone into my life, someone who will love me the way I deserve to be loved. That has been my prayer for the past 13 years and no one has come into my life yet. I do say to myself, the Lord wouldn't want me to suffer like this, but he suffered on the cross for me. I'm 41, and at this stage, don't think I'll ever have the wonderful opportunity of being a mother or having a lovely family life. Feeling lonely is a feeling of emptiness inside, an ache in the chest that no painkiller can ease. I feel like I'm just existing each day and doing things just to survive. It's emotionally and physically draining, even though when I'm not at work, I have a lot of time on my hands, but absolutely no motivation to do anything. Even getting out for a walk is a struggle. When I see people out with their family or friends, I feel like I'm the only one in the world who feels lonely or has no sense of self-worth, self-worth, making me feel even more alone. It's a feeling that no one understands. And she's probably right that most people don't understand that feeling. And so what can we say from the Bible? What can we say from a a Christian perspective? The first thing that we can say is when we look in the Bible, we find many instances of loneliness. We do find lonely people. But there was one lonely person in particular that we want to focus our attention on, and that's the person of Jesus. And our friend here uh, mentioned how Jesus suffered. Jesus in the Bible was the man of sorrows. During the three years of his ministry, he faced or he suffered many sorrows, and one of those sorrows was loneliness. There were many instances of Jesus' loneliness. In Matthew chapter 4, we read of Jesus being tempted in in the desert. Actually, he went out in the desert and he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And, uh, of course, the Lord sustained and helped him. But he was alone for 40 days and 40 nights. And then in John chapter 6, during a period of conflict in Jesus' ministry where he's really going up against the Jews and and, uh, having verbal conflicts with them and them going so far as wanting to to take his life and kill him. In John chapter 6, Jesus was teaching some very difficult truths. And uh, particularly there, he was teaching on that he was the bread of life and that we must come to him and eat of the bread of life. And the Jews misunderstood him and thought he was talking about cannibalism. Or if you read John chapter 6, it becomes clear that Jesus was talking about believing in him. Nevertheless, many disciples, they said, who can believe this? And they turned away, and it says, followed him no more. 
That must have been kind of a crushing feeling for Jesus at that point in his ministry. And in a poignant moment, he turns to his 12 disciples and he says, Are you going to leave me too? And that's when Peter speaks up and he says, Lord, you have the words of life. Where else are we going to go? There is nowhere else. You have the words of life. And so Jesus had a close circle of disciples, but many had forsaken him. And as Jesus approached the cross, even his own disciples abandoned him. Jesus felt truly alone. All the disciples scattered when the Romans came to take Jesus. And they hung him on the cross, and there Jesus was isolated and alone. And he cries out, I think, the saddest statement in all of Scripture. He cries out in the Aramaic language, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which is, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And in Jesus' most trying moment of hanging on the cross in agony and despair, God the Father turned his back on his own son. That's because Jesus bore the sins of the whole world on the cross, and God in his holiness could not look on the guiltiness, the sin of the whole world that was placed upon his son. And so he turned his back and he left his son to suffer alone. And Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And we can only imagine what Jesus was feeling in that moment. You and I can't quite imagine what he was suffering, but we know he was suffering. Just like uh, we know that lonely people suffer, even though we may not experience loneliness ourselves or know exactly what that's like. And it's been said of Jesus that he was lonely in the same way that Galilee and Syria were lonely. These were regions in Jesus' day there around the nation of Israel. Galilee and Syria were right alongside the world's major highways. In fact, Israel was a thoroughfare for people traveling to and or back and forth from Egypt in the south up to places in the northeast. And here were these regions sitting right on the world's highways and yet living a life of their own. And Jesus was thronged by people during his ministry, but in the end ended up utterly alone. And that's kind of like lonely people today. You know, there have never been more people in this world than there are today. There are people everywhere. I mean, literally everywhere there are people. And yet you can have people here with us who still feel alone and are alone. And Jesus was alone in that sense. And so we, we find this same emotion expressed in Scripture. We find the same suffering in the person of Jesus himself. And you might be sitting here thinking, 
What difference does it make? Why does it matter that Jesus himself was lonely? Uh, What difference does that make in my life? How does that help me with my loneliness? Well, it helps and it matters because of what the writer in Hebrews said, the writer of Hebrews in the book of Hebrews chapter 2 in verse 18, he said this of Jesus, For in that he himself hath suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. That's some old language. Let me paraphrase a little bit. In that he himself suffered being in these great trials, he is able to comfort or to come to the aid of and to help them that are also in the same trials. In other words, Jesus is not someone who doesn't understand our problems. Jesus is someone who lived right here in this many times cruel world and suffered the cruelest of what this world had to offer and suffered in this way, particularly in loneliness. And because Jesus knows and understands what you go through, it makes all the difference in the world to have a relationship with him. And I want to pick up on this and elaborate on this next week. Um, Please come back next week and hear about how the loneliness of Jesus qualifies him to step in and help us with our own loneliness, with our sorrows and the trials that we go through. Come back next week and hear with me how the Savior experienced the same things that we experience and therefore is able to help us in our own trials. I hope to see you next week. May God bless you. Oh uh-huh.